This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, some VA facilities are opening up as states loosen lockdown restrictions. Should Social Security accept electronic signatures? One disabled rights group says yes. And members of Congress are looking for answers on how the State Department plans to improve diversity. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 20 Veterans Affairs facilities are reintroducing some health care services as states begin to reopen from coronavirus shutdowns. VA says these hospitals will serve as test sites for the rest of the VA health network. Their lessons will inform how other VA facilities begin their own phased reopenings. VA says employee and veteran screenings and mask protocols will remain in place. Virtual and telehealth appointments will also continue. VA facilities are monitoring some 2,100 active coronavirus cases among veterans and employees. The American Federation of Government Employees is seeking immediate injunctive relief from the Federal Service Impasses Panel for its National Veterans Affairs Council in Federal District Court. AFGE had sued the Impasses Panel earlier this year. The union says the panel cannot enforce collective bargaining agreements because its members have not been confirmed by the Senate. AFGE and VA have been locked in contentious bargaining negotiations for almost a year. AFGE's National Veterans Affairs Council says it now needs immediate relief from the Impasses Panel or else it will likely enforce a new contract the union has not agreed to. The National Federation of the Blind and four individual plaintiffs file a lawsuit in federal court against the Social Security Administration for its refusal to accept digital signatures. The lawsuit asks the court to order SSA to accept electronic signatures instead of those only done in pen. The plaintiffs say the requirement has always been discriminatory, but during the COVID-19 pandemic, it also endangers the health of applicants. With reports of fraud and pandemic payments going to the deceased, two senators see a chance to pilot platforms that will reduce improper payments. Senators Tom Carper and Mike Braun asked the Office of Management and Budget to test new ways to monitor agency compliance with steps meant to prevent improper payments. OMB is required to start these pilot programs under the Payment Integrity Information Act, which went into effect in March. The law also requires OMB to update plans to improve the Social Security Administration's death data and sharing that information with other agencies agencies. Taxpayers are getting a new wave of pandemic stimulus payments. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has details. The Treasury Department and the IRS begin sending out pandemic stimulus payments on prepaid debit cards. These cards will go out to nearly 4 million people eligible for payments under the CARES Act, but don't have bank information on file with the IRS. The deadline for taxpayers to give the IRS their direct deposit information and receive their stimulus payments more quickly passed last week. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The IRS has brought 3,500 call center employees back to work to answer questions about pandemic stimulus payments. The agency warns phone help will remain limited during the pandemic and urges taxpayers to check irs.gov for answers before calling for help. The IRS expects to bring back more employees as states begin rolling back their stay-at-home orders. The agency last month asked more than 11,000 employees to volunteer to return to the office to help with the backlog of work from the extended tax filing season. 
Federal Human Resources has not quite recovered from downsizing initiatives from nearly 30 years ago. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco explains. The federal HR workforce is smaller today than it was nearly 30 years ago. The Merit Systems Protection Board says HR specialists are servicing more of their agency's employees today than in 1983. The Clinton administration's National Performance Review was responsible for much of the downsizing. But MSPB says the effort created a void in federal HR that agencies haven't been able to fill. Automation and other technology was supposed to bridge the staffing gaps, but HR specialists tell MSPB they're still handling much of the transactional work, leaving them little time to advise and consult their agencies on recruiting, staffing, and management issues. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Top Democrats on the House Foreign Affairs Committee pressed the State Department for details on plans to improve the diversity of its workforce. They asked the agency for its current diversity and inclusion strategic plan and a briefing on a draft version that'll run through 2024. They've also asked for a copy of an unconscious bias training video shown to senior staff and management. The agency told the committee earlier this month those are internal records that it can't release, but lawmakers have pushed back on those claims and renewed their request. Military recruiting has taken a hit because of coronavirus, but as Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports, retention figures are way up. With four and a half months to go in the fiscal year, the Army says it's already achieved its retention goal for 2020. The service had been targeting 50,000 reenlistments this year. 52,000 soldiers have already re-upped. It's a similar story in the Marine Corps. The Marines have a goal of 12,600 reenlistments for fiscal 2020. As of now, the service is only about 100 shy of that figure. Part of the increase is because of policy changes that let some service members extend their military service for just a few months to get through the pandemic. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Selection, advancement, and continuation boards in the Navy will restart in July. The service originally postponed the boards in mid-March to prevent the spread of coronavirus. The Navy says it's restarting the promotion process across the fleet in an effort to ensure there are no delays to sailors' careers. The Navy plans to approve and announce the results of its boards for enlisted members of the Navy 30 days after finishing. Officer promotion boards will take 100 days. The Navy issues its first waiver to allow a transgender person to stay in uniform since President Donald Trump's restrictions went into effect. The restrictions, announced nearly three years ago, put limits on troops serving and joining the military who are transgender and those who are transitioning. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith praised the Navy for the decision to grant the waiver and said it's time to end the restrictions. DOD has a new contract to get new technology capabilities to warfighters. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Joint Artificial Intelligence Center, or JAKE, will receive AI-enabled products to support warfighting operations under a new $800 million contract. GSA awarded Booz Allen Hamilton a five-year deal on behalf of the JAKE. Booz Allen will provide products and services to help embed AI decision-making and analysis into all tiers of DOD operations. Under the contract, the JIG will receive an assortment of services including data labeling, data management, and the transition of AI products into new and existing fielded programs and systems. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. And the FCC will try to finish something first proposed 17 years ago. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. It's the repurposing of certain spectra for broadband, known as the 70, 80, 90 gigahertz bands. At its June meeting, commissioners plan to discuss rule changes so that commercial entities can use the millimeter wave frequencies for a service known as 5G backhaul and for broadband to ships and airplanes. 
The frequencies are already used by several federal agencies. Chairman Ajit Pai says the FCC will coordinate with the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 